It's the Brian and Jen podcast. Thank you for joining us. Oh, she, oh, she, that vision of beauty and conservative standards for personal behavior and governmental action. Right. Jennifer Horn, the Hi. conservative. Hi, love. And he's a lovable liberal. Lovable liberal. I am the lovable liberal. Yeah, I know. But I don't know that I, I tell people this. You do? Do they believe you when they hear the Brian and Jen podcast? Most days. Most days. Well, today should be one of those days where they're on the fence. I know. I okay. So. <laughs> Impeachment Palooza is what we call it, right? Impeachment Palooza. Impeach a Palooza. Impeach a Palooza. Impeach a Palooza. Remember, before the holidays, I was the one who, mer- who, who wished you all a merry impeachment. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's the latest on the U.S. Senate impeachment trial with uh, President Trump's, uh, well, with his presidency literally hanging in the balance. We learned. It's very uh, dramatic. It really is. We learned early this week. I know you think that. He's just going to be fine. We learned early this week that uh, John Bolton, the former national security advisor who was Fired. Actually, it sounded more like this. You're fired. And he was out, I believe, on September 10th of last year. Can I actually say, I, you say he's fired. I can't believe he was hired. You can't believe he was hired. I And I'm going to tell you this as a lifelong conservative. I respect John Bolton. I maybe even ha- have lined up with his with his foreign policy in the past. But what I know for sure as a Trump supporter is that President Trump's worldview and John Bolton's worldview do not line up. Now, this shows me that President Trump doesn't want to bring yes men around him all the time. Uh, he brought in John Bolton for perspective. But John Bolton is a hawk. John Bolton says, oh, if you've got a couple of bombs lying around, let's drop them on some good, unassuming target. He, yeah, uh, you got those codes. I mean, we're wasting uh, good bombs here. He's like the uh, he, Lindsey Graham, John McCain. They like to, you know, drop a few. When That's right. Them. We like to. We like to. Uh, I like to play it like Atari when I was a kid. I like Space Invaders. I like to just send those bombs off. You it, mentioned. It surprises me anyway that, that he even was hired because their styles are so different. Trump Here's and the only problem that I hear, Jennifer Horn, with your analysis. Mm-hmm. You mentioned John Bolton's worldview, and clearly he has one. And then you mentioned Trump's worldview. And I tell you, as serious as I sit here, I don't believe President Donald Trump came uh, governmentally, ideologically, philosophically to the presidency with a worldview. Oh, he absolutely did. It's called I, America first. I think President Trump is very much a transactional president. I said this during the campaign that uh, even domestically, you know, I'll do for you and uh, like with with all due respect with Franklin Graham's evangelical folks. I think well, I think you can be both. I mean, I certainly agree with you that Trump is is transactional in some respect, but I also believe that he has a very clear worldview and he has a worldview that we haven't seen from a president in at least 12 years. Um, actually, I would say maybe even. George W. Bush, I think, started his administration maybe with sort of the same worldview, and it it changed over time. But that is uh, America first, and that is making sure that Americans are represented fairly around the globe. It means putting the needs of our citizens first, kind of like that. Look, when you fly. Yes, I do fly sometimes. When you run into trouble, God forbid. You mean turbulence. The mask might fall down from the ceiling. And what do they always tell you? Attention, ladies and gentlemen, this is your flight attendant, uh, your number one officer in charge, Donald John Trump. I was president, uh, but I lost that job, so now here I am with Delta. Uh, please, in the event of a loss of pressure in the cabin, uh, your oxygen masks will fall. 
Please assist the person next no! to you. No. No, stop. Yourself please. first. Stop yelling, Melania. <laughs> please ah! as- please apply the uh, mask to yourself first and then assist the person Thank you. next to you. And if you'd like peanuts, they're coming and they're great. They're the greatest peanuts. They really are. Dot has the greatest, most wonderful peanuts. Enjoy your three-hour, 14-minute 14 14 flight to Dallas. And we thank you for flying Delta. <laughs> Now, he has he, – he, America first, yes. Isolationist, no. President Trump has reached out actually more aggressively than I think any administration to places like China. He's got phase one of his trade deal done. He's created the USMCA, which was a one of the biggest bipartisan trade agreements that we've seen in this country in decades. But he's still – North sa- Korea, Iran, he says he's willing to talk to them. I mean, but he and John Bolton, they don't line up. But John Bolton wants him to go in there punching everybody instead of having a conversation. He's still 67 67- votes in reality he's still factually 67 votes away from being removed as president uh we have word today that a manuscript for a book written by former national security advisor john bolton uh claims uh, bolton writes that in a room uh bolton was there president trump was there other people were there president trump said out loud that uh I will be withholding the 400 plus million dollars in uh, military and financial aid to Ukraine unless they, uh, uh, you know, agree to do an investigation of the Bidens. I'm holding on to their money. Is that so funny? I, I think it actually that. sounds more like Gargamel than it does well, like I, President Trump. That's how I, when I do evil Trump, really yeah. evil Trump, you know, they really, they have a, Four hundred million dollars, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> and we're not going to give it unless I get it. <laughs> John, what <will> you? <laughs> now, while I love your, I love your dramatic interpretation of what the scene may have looked like, Adam Schiff. No, I'm not Adam Schiff. I'm a true improvisational <laughs> artist. May you hear me on the Adam Carolla podcast this week? That's right. Yeah, hear me on Monday's Adam Carolla podcast, and you'll hear me do my improv. We should probably give the day. So that was January 27th, Adam Carolla podcast. Thank you, my yeah, dear. Yeah, you don't want to just say Monday because this is a podcast. Who knows when people listen to it? But I, I will say this about John Bolton. What a coincidence it was that the manuscript that he handed over to the National Security Council was paraphrased and uh, somehow leaked allegedly to the New York Times. The New York Times published it just in time for senators to vote on whether or not witnesses should be called in the Senate impeachment trial. Brian, this stinks. They're trying to sell books. And by the way, is it unreasonable to see if the president could actually have a National Security Council around him that doesn't leak. Here's the U.S. Senator from the Empire State, Chuck Schumer, talking about this Bolton book and this bombshell manuscript entry that says uh, that has Trump, if you believe it, admitting that he's holding up the 400 plus million dollars in federal foreign aid to the Ukraine. Several stunning chapters from Ambassador Bolton's book, including the admission by Mr. Bolton that he was ordered by the president to continue freezing military assistance to Ukraine until it was announced the political invest until it announced the political investigations he was seeking. The details from Ambassador Bolton get to the very heart of the first article of impeachment. Here's House impeachment lead impeachment case manager Adam Schiff. This would be another witness that would uh, corroborate in very direct terms if this report is accurate that the president told him uh, unequivocally he was holding up the money until Ukraine did these investigations. Uh, it completely uh, blasts another hole in the president's defense. And I think for the senators, and I'm not just talking about the four that have been so much the focus of attention, 
for every senator, Democrat and Republican. I don't know how you can explain that you uh, wanted a search for the truth in this trial uh, and say you don't want to hear from a witness who had a direct conversation about the central allegation in the articles of impeachment. Okay, we're talking about uh, allegedly the manuscript for a book written by former National Security Advisor John Bolton, where he says President Trump said aloud in a room that he, Bolton, was in, that he was uh, holding up the over $400 million of federal military aid to the Ukraine. Clearly, Senator Chuck Schumer and Congressman Adam Schiff, the uh, the House impeachment manager, they'd like uh, Bolton to be called as a witness. Can I get a witness up in here? They would like that. Mitt Romney getting a lot of attention. The U.S. senator, former Republican uh, nominee for president. He's getting ready always for his close-up this week, getting a lot of attention. All right, Mitt. One last look before showtime. And Mitt gets out in front of the microphones and says this about witnesses. Senator, have you spoken to any of your Republican colleagues? Do you get the sense that more of them will be on board with voting for witnesses? Four of you need to say yes. Do you think there are four votes? I, I think it's uh, increasingly likely uh, that other Republicans will uh, will join those of us who think we should hear from John Bolton. Mm, okay, uh, uh, that is uh, you. Mitt all- Romney always finds himself in the center of it, doesn't he? I don't know if he cares about witnesses. I know he cares about giving it to the president and about getting his name in the headlines. It was sort of a retro this week, a retro impeachment, you know, totally 90s kind of feel. Yeah, we got the Dersh. We got Ken Starr. You got Ken Starr, who really went after the House. Uh, the House involvement uh, before it even got to the U.S. Senate trial regarding this impeachment. Due process could have been honored. Basic rights could have been honored. The House rules, the House's traditions could have been honored. But what's done is done. These two articles come before this court, this high court of impeachment, dripping with fundamental process violations senator chuck schumer any response give me a break (laughs) okay not exactly buying it can't they all just give us a break can't we just get this over with and move on we'll get it over with we'll have the witness vote on the 31st of january that'll be friday the 31st if it please the court your honor at this time i would like to introduce my three main witnesses Alan Dershowitz, who was much anticipated. What would the Dersh say? Last we saw him really... Defend the Constitution. Yes, because he said, I am acting as a constitutional advocate on behalf of President Trump. Let me repeat, nothing in the Bolton revelations, even if true, would rise to the level of an abuse of power or an impeachable offense. That is clear from the history that is clear from the language of the Constitution, you cannot turn conduct that is not impeachable into impeachable conduct simply by using words like quid pro quo and personal benefit. It is inconceivable that the framers would have intended so politically loaded and promiscuously deployed a term as abuse of power to be weaponized as a tool of impeachment. It is precisely the kind of vague, open-ended, and subjective term that the framers feared and rejected. Okay, that's... He dropped his microphone. He got excited. When microphones attack. <laughs> Starring Alan Dershowitz. Well, I'll, ta- I, I'll tell you, I mean, just from my perspective, Alan Dershowitz makes the point that 
subjectively, any president in uh, our past history could have been accused of abuse of power for a number of reasons, not just one reason. The question is, do we go after and start a new president in the country that when a party doesn't like what the president is doing, that he thinks that impeachment is the only way? This, to me, is so scary. It means that we are moving, that Democrats and the left, led by Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, they're pushing towards a one-party government. They don't think that my vote as a Trump supporter counts. They don't think that your vote, if you voted for Donald Trump, counts. They think that they get to tell you who the president should be and what they deem to be appropriate instead of leaving it in the hands of the American voter. This is Impeachapalooza. I'm Brian Whitman, your so-called... Lovable liberal. Jennifer Horn is your conservative crusader. I do my best. Yes, Impeachapalooza is heard right here on the Brian and Jen podcast. Subscribe, download at our home base, sebgorka.com. You can always hear the Brian and Jen podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts and download, subscribe. How about Spotify? Love it. You can do that there. You can hear this program wherever your favorite podcasts are. And we have a new ringtone for you. All right, Mitt. One last look before showtime. There you go. Get it, Mitt. Thank you for joining us on the Brian and Jen podcast.